0: Special guest today, Randy Domnick, and uh, I was gonna introduce you as Twins pitcher Randy Domnick, but I think I'll just introduce you as fellow human Randy Domnick. Feels like a a good way to introduce you to everything going on. So, Randy, how's it going?
1: It's going great. Uh, I mean, not great, but things are kind of weird around here. But I'm trying to stay trying to stay positive through it all.
0: Yeah, totally. So, obviously, coronavirus is on everybody's mind pretty much impossible not to not to talk about it and uh, so I guess I'll ask you first just um, you know where are you right now and and kind of how are you still trying to, to stay in shape and and what sorts of activities are you doing?
1: I'm um, back home in West Virginia with my wife and her family um, that's where I stay in the off season typically so after my, we, had a, we had a workout Monday with like two or three guys down in Fort Myers, and I packed up and drove home to West Virginia about 16, 17 hours. Got in about 6.30 uh, Tuesday morning, um, and now I'm kind of just, you know, luckily for me, there's a field close by I can go, you know, throw bullpens on um, when it's nice out. Uh, I, threw yesterday, I threw a bullpen Wednesday, then I threw like a little live session fr- yesterday, about 55 pitches. Um, the kid that caught me this off-season, he's He's in town as well because his school got canceled for the for the whole entire, I guess, spring. Um, so the weather's been decent the past few days, so I got to go outside and do that. But, you know, I'm just just trying to stay in shape. And cause we, don't, we don't really know when this is going to start back up and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to stay in shape rather than, you know, going into full off-season mode where I normally shut down for about three, four weeks and then start back up. But now I'm already built up from spring training, just trying to, you know, maintain what I have. Um, so I'm prepared for whenever we start back up again.
0: Yeah. So I wanted yeah. to ask you about that. So how difficult is it, you know, not knowing when the season's going to start back up to like, you know, you obviously want to stay in game shape and, you know, be ramped up and ready to go. But at the same time, it's like, you don't know if you're going to start in May or June or July. Like how are you sort of balancing those two things?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really strange. Um But we, uh, Wes, the pitching coach, Wes Johnson, and all the guys, all the pitching guys, you know, we went through We have a plan for however long this hiatus lasts. Um, we'll be able to, basically, we're just trying to keep up what we have. You know, I think my last downing, I went four innings, like 60 pitches or so. So we're kind of just trying to stay around, you know, 55, 60, 65 pitches. Um, basically treating it as like a every six day, we'll throw kind of simulate like a live um a live sessions like we have uh three ups and downs kind of imitating you know in between innings and stuff like that um you know work working out three four times a week just like we do during the season just kind of treat it like you know I guess you can say maybe a really 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 extended spring training kind of you know it's not really <laughs> it's not really the same at all because you know it's just me and a catcher rather than you know me pitching the guys that are actually trying to hit the ball against me so it kind of takes that uh, competitive balance. Months out of it, which kind of sucks for me because I like I like being competitive, stuff like that. But you know, just trying to you know keep working on stuff and stuff like that, and um, you know, just being in shape, trying to stay in shape, and maintain what I got. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so I think I think a lot of fans are are probably interested in just kind of how everything you know went down. So I was I was talking to you just before we started recording. I was down in Fort Myers about three weeks ago, and nobody was really talking about coronavirus i mean people knew it was you know it was a thing but like it hadn't really come into the mainstream in the u.s yet and nobody certainly nobody was talking about delaying the season or anything like that and then three weeks later here we are you know the entire world is flipped upside down and um so what was kind of when did you start to become aware of it and then from that point you know when did like how did the communication work with the twins where they were basically like we're shutting everything down just kind of take us through that that process if you could
1: um, I mean, we've always known about the whole coronavirus thing you know started over in China and started spreading everywhere um yeah. and the first thing that made kind of like a real situation is whenever m o b came out and said that like basically we don't want you guys to sign autographs for people, so we started signing stuff in the clubhouse to hand out to them rather than having that like hand to hand interaction and stuff like that outside the field um so when we started doing that, it kind of got real a little bit, and that I mean like a few days later, it's like okay. Um all this stuff started happening and then they were talking about like, you know no fans coming to games and then like the next day they postponed spring training. So it was almost like every single morning, um, yeah. for about a week straight, we had meetings um just to go over basically whatever MLB had the MLB and the M O B P A had like talked about, you know, whether it be spring training, the season, the fans and stuff like that. So it was like almost every day we had meetings like that, and lo and behold, sure enough the Postponed the season, suspended um, spring training, and basically, you know, all, sent all the guys home. Like originally, they were going to have some guys with the option to stay down there if you couldn't really go anywhere. So I was going to stay down there and work out just because the facility is so much nicer than what I have back home. And it's you know, I can get outside and stuff like that because the weather is more consistent down there rather than West Virginia. I think it was seventy five yesterday. and It's forty degrees right now. So yeah, <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. But um, after that we were supposed to have like little workouts, you know, maybe five guys, six guys. Um, and the day after I left, they basically came out and said, you know, we don't want anybody working out together. If you're going to work out, you need to be like literally just by yourself, not even one-on-one stuff anymore. Uh, um, wow. So it's kind of tough, you know, just to stay you in know, because baseball is like kind of team sport, So you need, you need guys to work out with, you don't really need guys to work out with, but like if you're a pitcher, you know, you need a catcher stuff like that. So, It's been really strange um, this past week and two weeks or so, but you know, I'm just trying to stay positive through it all and just waiting to see whenever season is going to start back up again. So it's been interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that kind of echoes what everybody's going through where, you know, it's like, it seems like every day, you know, the news gets worse and worse. And um, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just crazy how quickly this, this has exploded. I mean, obviously every, yeah like you were saying everybody knew about it and there are definitely people you know i think sounding the alarms but early on but i don't think most people were unfortunately taking it that seriously and yeah it's just crazy so um i mean it's interesting that that you wanted to stay down there and originally they they told you that you could and then they they changed their mind and you know like are are all the players pretty much home now? Like, did everybody go either back home or, or to Minnesota? Is there, there's really nobody in Fort Myers left. Is that right?
1: Uh, I think whenever I was there, I, I was just there for basically two days, um, before I left. And when we went in the workout on Monday morning, it was like, I think there was six of us. And basically whenever me, it was me and Smelter that went wanted to throw. Cause he, I mean, he lives there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. it was basically just me and him. were the only pitchers that I, saw we played catch and that was about it. And I told him, Hey man, I'm going to take off and head home. You know, cause I don't really know how long this is going to last. And I think I just would rather be with my, my wife and her family and stuff like that. And cause you never know, we don't really know what's going to happen with all this stuff, you know? Yeah. But as far as I know, there was maybe, maybe 10 guys total down there. Um, some of the Latin players, you know, they're not a lot, I guess they're, they're not being allowed to go home from their country. Because I guess they got to travel internationally, so yeah. it's a little tougher for them. Yeah. So I think that some of those guys are staying down there um, on the minor league side. I'm not sure how many guys are over there, but I know, I know there's at least at least ten more over there as well. But I don't know how they're handling the situation now because they basically shut down like all, all you know players, staff, workouts, and stuff like that. So I guess the players just got to kind of figure it out on their own. I'm not really sure how how that's going down there, but it's definitely crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, it really is. And it, it, you mentioned, you know, international guys and got a couple of friends, you know, who uh, are from different countries and it's like, they can't go home, you know, they want to go yeah. home and and they're not allowed. And so I just like, it's sucks. it's hard enough for, for us, but we can at least go home to our families. And it's like, I feel terrible for, for all of them, you know? So,
1: yeah, they're just stuck in Fort Myers. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> it's,
1: right. Kind of, it's It sucks. It's, I mean, I guess that's just, just how it is right now. You never we don't know we don't really know what's going on if like I mean everybody speculates about what's going to happen in the future but we don't really know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you, you don't really I, I assume that that you don't really have any sense of when, when the season's going to start up anymore than, you know, fans or media or anybody else, right? I mean, you're just sort of waiting around and and trying to, you know, wait for the the next piece of of information to come out. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, or? I mean
1: yeah. I mean, as far as I know, it's the last thing I heard. The last update that I heard was whenever the CDC came out and said, you know, we don't want big groups uh, for at least up to eight weeks. So right. as far as I know, we're, we're at least eight weeks out from resuming, I guess, spring, spring training or something like that. I don't know what they're going to call it. Spring training part two or something. But as far as I know, it's at least at least going to be at, at least eight weeks. But yeah, I have no idea.
0: Yeah. And obviously it's it's tough on the fans and 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 everybody but um you know i mean for for players you know for people like you like this is your your livelihood you know i mean and and so i can't imagine how difficult that is um but let's let's transition because i don't want the entire podcast to be depressing (laughs) um so let's talk about some some actual some actual baseball because i think a lot of fans probably just want to want to listen to some actual baseball talk so before all of this went down, I mean, you were obviously having a really good spring. Where do you feel like you were at, you know, as far as just um, you as a pitcher and, and your development? Did you feel like things were going really well, you know, through the first couple of weeks of spring training?
1: Yeah, I mean, this offseason, I worked on some stuff. Um, I was stirring a lot, you know, just trying to get ready for the season. And then spring training came rolling around. And I think I, I started out pretty well. I uh, starting pretty well. My last outing was um last time was probably my worst one that was a little wild but you know i still got through it but i was feeling really good uh today actually would have been my last start against the orioles and i would have found out if i was breaking camp with the team or if i was going to rochester so but now i have no idea uh but it was going really well and it's kind of upsetting the way it happened but you know can't really control things that are out of my hand so it is what it is and i'm looking forward to getting back out there whenever that is
0: yeah yeah absolutely um I mean, where do you feel like what's the what was the confidence level of this team? And assuming that the season does start up, I mean, you know, I definitely think the the twins are a legit World Series contender. I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, what was sort of the vibe in in the clubhouse is that, you know, obviously a really confident bunch. But I mean, just you personally, do you feel like you guys are right there with with the best teams in the league?
1: I, I think we really are. Uh, um, you, I mean, you saw what they did last year. I mean, I was only up there for about a month and a half. And from what I got from that, is like, you know, everybody there wants to win. Uh, they're all really competitive, and each guy pushes each other. Uh, if anybody's down, you know, they, they'll pick them up. Um, and then the offseason, we picked up a bunch of guys that are, like, you know, veterans and really, really good. We got Donaldson, former MVP. I picked up Rich Hill, who has a lot of postseason experience, and Maeda as well. Um, I mean, I mean, you saw what we did last year. Then we add these guys to the rotation into the lineup, and it's like, uh, all right, well, let's uh, we're gonna get back to the playoffs, and maybe we go a little deeper this year. But we definitely, we definitely think that we're a World Series contender and could possibly win the World Series. But I mean, that depends on if the season starts, when it starts, and how they go about the season and stuff like that. I mean, there's so many, so many variables in it. We don't really know what's going to happen, but if, it's, if, it, if we do start this year, I think we have a really good shot at it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I I mean, again obviously there are more important things than baseball, but um, you know, it, it just from a Twins perspective and, you know, player's perspective and media perspective. I mean, this is definitely a, a World Series uh contender and so, you know, hopefully the season will start back up soon and and you guys can can get after it. Um, so so what sort of things did you work on in the off season? Um, because I mean, obviously you had a great year last year, you know, going from High A all the way to starting in the playoffs, um, which is just a crazy rise. Uh yeah, and I think it's a whole other story itself, <laughs> right? And I think I think if people who are listening to this podcast probably already know your story, which is, uh, if you don't, obviously uh, it's an amazing story. Just how quickly you've risen up the ranks. But um, you know, go, going into this off season, uh, you know, after October of last year, you know what what were you? What did kind of Wes Johnson and other people at the Twins tell you to work on? And what sorts of things were you were you trying to, to get better at, you know, throughout the offseason?
1: Uh, so this offseason, I was just trying to focus on, you know, getting stronger. Um, I had more time to focus on, you know, baseball related activities rather than trying to, you know, work a lot more than I have in the past. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was going in, you know, whenever I started throwing bullpens and stuff like that, it was uh, more depth on the changeup, up, uh, more depth on the slider. Basically, it's just being more consistent with all of my pitches. I mean, I, I already consider myself uh, a strike thrower, so I'm always going to be in and around the zone. Um, but for me, it, there's a few pitches that I've, I've, liked to, I've been working on, which is like the glove side sinker, um, you know, just locating my changeup more for strike, like in the zone for strikes. Most of the time last year, it was more of a, you know, come out of the hand as a strike for a little bit and then it would fall off re- relatively faster. So this year, I've been trying to bring that up a little bit so it actually, throw it in the zone for a strike rather than looking for the swing. Um my slider, just trying to get more depth on it so I place off my sinker more because if I can get those two things going, you know, it's two things are gonna happen. So basically just for me just um, being more consistent with what I have already, which is three or four pitches and just trying to master them as best as I can. I didn't really yeah. add any pitches to my repertoire, but maybe this next offseason I can add something, maybe like a cut or something. I don't really know. I don't know how to throw one, but I can learn.
0: <laughs> well, you got you, you got a lot of time on your hands to learn, so <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can pick up another one between now and the and the season starting. But uh, oh, yes. we'll see. Yeah, I, I remember talking to um to Nick Anderson. I know I know that you know um, Nick, but he was just mm-hmm. talking about how you know being in the major leagues makes such a difference, just in terms of like you were talking about off season and being able to prepare and not have to work, um you know, a second job. So do you feel like just having a full offseason where you were, you know, you knew you were a major league pitcher and and you didn't have to, you know, think about, you know, how you were going to make money in the offseason? How how big a difference does that make in terms of your preparation for the next year?
1: It's it's really it's really nice just because, you know, you can focus more, on you know, uh, getting stronger, you know, getting getting in better shape. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, working all the time and trying to plan around it. Cause I mean, last year, whenever I was working a lot, I was, I was getting home and it was almost dark out. So I didn't really have time to go outside and throw in the field. Um, so me, actually last year I, I got this little rubber ball. That's the same weight as a baseball. And I would just throw that off the back of the house right, right, <laughs> right below, right below a spotlight. And you know, it's, it is, you got to do what you got to do. And on the weekends, you know, I'd, actually, I'd be able to get outside and go do stuff at like the field and whatnot. But, um, yeah just being able to focus on you know yourself rather than you know trying to figure out how you're gonna afford to do all this stuff but um yeah just you know, just focus on more baseball related activities I think helps a lot um for me personally i'm I'm sure other guys can also attest to that like Nick um but yeah, it definitely helps out a lot, yeah definitely uh
0: you know, throwing a rubber ball against the house—probably not how uh, Verlander and and Cole prep for the prep for the. Yeah, you know, I, that, I the did that for the last,
1: last three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have it, I actually have that ball in my car next to a MLB ball, just sitting yes. there. And just yeah, it's
0: a good like roll it to a
1: stop. Roll to a stoplight. I'll just put with the ball and you know have different grips and stuff like that, and just kill time.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you you said you have. You have somebody that you are able to throw to um and and I know you you texted me uh yesterday that you you threw a 55 pitch bullpen which is a lot I think right um <laughs> are you it, like are you going out to the field every day or are you like what what's your kind of training regimen I mean I know you just got back to West Virginia a few days ago but like what's your what's your plan
1: like are you going to throw a couple times a week or like how does that work um so I said like I said before I'm going to kind of treat it like uh Like, we're still in spring training, so I threw yesterday, and today I'll play like, you know, up to 90 feet. I could probably just do that with my wife. Um, But other days, you know, I'll I'll go out to the field and I'll hit up my buddy and see if he wants to come out there. If not, I'll just, you know, throw into the net or something like that. Um, But yeah, I'll throw, so I'll throw like a bullpen, I'll say next Tuesday. And then on Thursday, it'll be like another 55 pitch, kind of like a live session. What I did yesterday was about, 17 like 17 18 19 pitches um they take a rest come out and do the same thing kind of like to mimic uh like a game like situation you know you throw around 20 pitches per inning um they come in and rest for like you know 5 6 minutes just kind of trying to simulate like the other team pitching and stuff like that and you go back out there throw your five warm up pitches and you go go about it again so i had him calling the pitches and stuff like that i was just trying to just trying to imitate it like it was a game like situation. So, I mean, yeah. you got to make you got to make do with what you got. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, how much have you been in contact with, you
0: know, some of the other guys on the team? Uh, and, and do you have any sense of kind of what they're doing to to get ready for the for the season whenever it starts? I mean, are they doing kind of the same types of things <laughs> as, as you are or?
1: Um, yeah, just sort of how, how does that work?
0: Yeah, i talked to a
1: few guys, um, and they're all doing relatively the same thing. Like I said, Wes came out with, like, a schedule for all, for all of us. I think most of the starters are on the same kind of plan that I am. You know, throw a bullpen. Some guys do it uh, two days and four. Some guys do it three days and four. Uh, but just kind of throw a bullpen, and then you'll throw, like, a little live session. Um, and just, you know, have your lift schedule, have your conditioning schedule. Um and like a few guys that I've talked to and there's like, they're on basically the same schedule as me. I mean, they threw their bullpen, I think, uh, two days ago rather than yesterday, but I didn't want to throw it on the day that I got in at six thirty in the morning and slept right. till like two. Right. So, <laughs> but for the, for the most part, I think all the guys were kind of on the same plan. I'm not sure how the relievers are doing it, but I'm sure they're doing something similar. Probably not as many pitches as starters would be doing, but I'm sure they're on the same kind of, same kind of idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, about last year. Like at what point in the off season did everything kind of sink in for you? Or, or, I mean, has it even sunk in just, you know, going from, like I was saying, you know, a a guy at, at high a, you know, in April and May. And I remember talking to you June or July for an article and, and uh, you were in double a and you were basically like, well, you know, I think they'll call up guys in triple a before me. And, um, you know, to go from that point to, to starting in in Yankee Stadium, like d- when you were kind of reflecting on that in the offseason, season, um, what were kind of the 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 biggest moments that that stuck out for you uh, from last year?
1: Um. So me and my wife went on our honeymoon uh, December third to the tenth in St. Lucia, and we kind of just you know on the fl- on the flight over there when we were there, we kind of just like reminiscing on like the past year, and we kind of joke about it sometimes because of. Like I'll get, I'll get like time ops and stuff like that from like a year ago on this day or whatever. And, uh, stuff just pops up about like, you know, how it was a year ago and how much stuff has changed. Even like now, like stuff's popping up about like me talking to her about, you know, just trying to break, break team, break the camp with a team in Fort Myers, you know, let alone, you know, what happened all last year. So, I mean, we've still, we've taken time to reflect on it. Um, I don't really know if it's ever if, if it's ever going to hit me for like it's like it's just so surreal just to think about it but things that stick out last year is when i got the call i you know i, I facetimed her and she was babysitting and i was like hey what are you doing after i, I, I called her about 30 times because she was babysitting she couldn't get to her phone but yeah. i finally get to her and she's yeah. like she's like what do you want i was like what are you doing she's like i don't know just babysitting i was like well you have to get on a, you get to get on a plane to minneapolis tomorrow she's like what i'm like yeah i just got caught up she's like are you she started, she started crying and stuff like that. But I mean that was pretty exciting for me. I, I called my dad and he was my mom and dad and they wrote the same way. You know, all the once they got out there on Twitter and stuff like that, all my buddies started shooting me texts, because I mean I couldn't reach out to all of them. But um right. they, they all started shooting me texts, you know, family members, old coaches, people I grew up with and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Um and then like I said, the my first my debut day that was pretty awesome coming out there against the Indians. It was like a, I think it was a Friday night, like 30,000 plus were there. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I guess getting my first save, my first win. And then, I mean, my, my first start was technically at um, Fenway Park. I mean, yeah. it was, I, was only, yeah. I was only an opener, but it's I guess you can consider it my first start. So that was pretty cool. I mean, it was like a Tuesday night and the crowd was just going crazy. That, that place is pretty awesome. It just feels like everybody's on, right on top of you. Um and then obviously like like you said, pitching at Yankee Stadium, that was just pretty insane. Um I mean that's the pin, that's the pinnacle of postseason baseball. So that was pretty awesome just to experience that, even though it didn't go didn't go as well as I would like it to, but it's still cool to be able to get that opportunity and hopefully I get the opportunity again in the in the near future and get a little, re, little redemption game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, so that started Yankee Stadium. I mean, it, it's, you know, I don't know. It's not like we hang out and stuff, but just based on my interactions with you and, and talking to your dad, because um, I talk to your dad a lot, uh, but you seem like kind of the last guy that that uh, that really gets rattled about anything. Um, do you feel like that start at Yankee Stadium? Because I know there are a lot of players, you know, was kind of talk- like Duffy was talking about how, you know, the fans were just screaming at him and like saying just, yeah. like, <laughs> stuff in the world. And, you know, when he's warming up in the bullpen, and I'm sure it's the same for you. Um, I mean, do you feel like that, that stuff just didn't really phase you at all? Or, or was it kind of a, a unique experience that where maybe no, it, didn't
1: really faze yeah. it didn't really phase yeah. me at all. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be like that. They call that place the jungle for a reason. I mean, those fans are insane. Um, yeah. But I mean, before I even went out there, I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, So she so, was, so I started walking to the bullpen. They all started booing me. I was like, Oh, here we go. And I get to the bullpen, you know, just, People right, right behind us, right by the mound, just screaming the most, the most obscene things that you've like never heard of in your life. I'm like, this place is actually the real deal, huh? But I mean, yeah. I, I would just, I would just yeah. joke with them. I don't let that stuff bother me. I kind of like it. I think, uh, I think there was a quote of me saying, the louder they are, the more I like it. I mean, it's kind of yeah. true. It's kind of awesome yeah. just, just to have you know fans in, in, into the game that much, even if they're not for you, but they're against you. It's still pretty awesome just to have that just for the game overall. Um, yeah. yeah. And obviously, obviously yeah. things didn't turn out as well as they did, but I promise you that n- none of that stuff that they were doing had any effect on it. I mean, that's just baseball. You win some, you lose some. Not every game's going to be your best game, and hopefully I get that chance to do that again because that would be awesome. It's definitely a unique experience pitching there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. They get personal in New York you know like it's okay. not just like you suck at the picture like they google you and they like find every detail
1: about your life and 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 that's yell what, that's why my wife when she was there I was like you need to be careful cuz these people are crazy yeah, <laughs> well, yeah like, it, i don't know what to expect i just want you to be safe cuz i've heard stories
0: yeah no for sure for sure um yeah i want to i want to ask about uh i want to talk about your dad just briefly because um your your dad is awesome so i I was uh, when I was in Fort Myers like three weeks ago, I was, you know, went out and uh, was just watching some minor leaguers take some bullpens. And, and there's this guy with this huge camera, you know, taking pictures of everybody. And I was like, this guy is like the biggest fan in the world, you know. And uh, and I looked at him and I was like, wait, I recognize him. I was like, are you Rick? And he was like, yeah. And uh, and we just started talking. I talked to him for like an hour. And um, yeah, he's just like the biggest Twins fan of all time. It's amazing, yeah, but
1: he's, uh, he's awesome. <laughs> he, he loves doing that stuff, like taking pictures of those guys, and then he'll put. If, a lot of the guys are on that side I know, and yeah. uh, they'll see they'll see him taking pictures of, him, and they'll shoot me a text like, "Hey, can you send me those pictures of your dad? Like, your dad took of me, so then <laughs> I, I'm just I'm get a picture of those guys and send it to my dad and like, hey, any photos you got of this kid, send me them so I can forward them to him. Yeah, but I mean, he loves he loves doing stuff. He went out, he goes out, rents rents like a giant lens like that just so we can get some good shots. And uh, that's just something he loves doing. I think he's actually working. He's actually working on creating a website that he can post all those pictures to for those guys to look at them. I guess, but I'm not sure how far along that is. But whenever that gets out, I'm sure I'll get the word out there for all those guys to be able to go look at them and stuff like that. But yeah, he loves doing it
0: yeah yeah he told me he was a pitcher uh growing up so was, was he kind of the guy who taught you as a kid you know taught you how to play baseball and and how to pitch and I mean how influential yeah. was he in in your development?
1: yeah he was the only um I never had any lessons or anything like that, so it was just basically me and him and i don't know really, i know I'm sure he helped me out a lot, but I don't really know I can't remember exactly when it all started with the way that he told me how to throw and stuff like that. But I remember throwing in the backyard um, all the time. We go to the bottom of the street and just play catch like every day when he got home from work and stuff like that. And I think he, he has a bunch of video for me, you know, throwing or pitching from when I was like, you know, six, seven, eight, stuff like that. Um, With those old giant cameras that like giant video cameras and stuff like that. But, yeah he's the only coach that i ever had like not coach but he's the only person i ever had that like kind of taught me how to play the game and i guess i don't know i I don't really know how good he was but i guess he's done all right for himself
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he definitely has he's definitely uh super excited and and proud of uh <laughs> everything that you've done just based on talking to him um mm-hmm. all right so I, I i have a question this is a random question but it's something that i've always wanted to know so Obviously, the story about you—you you know, being an Uber driver—everybody knows that story. And you had a four point nine nine rating. And uh, I just looked at my <laughs> at my Uber rating, just a passenger, my passenger rating before we were talking. It was at four point eight six. And uh, I always was obsessed about like who, you know, like who was the guy who gave me like a four instead of a five? Like, what did I, what did I do? You know, like did I say something that that like pissed him off? And uh, yeah, so. Do, do you ever go back and think like who was the one person who gave me a four rating instead of a five? Because like, yeah, I, I do. Like I, I do think about that a lot actually. Like, What's that? What's that?
1: <laughs> I, do, I do think about that a lot actually. Cause it was, it's literally one, one person gave me a four rating and, uh, I, I try and go back and think about things that possibly happened that I had like to make that happen, but I had no idea. Um, my only guess is it had to be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or maybe I or maybe I wasn't conversational enough for them or something like that. I had no idea, but if I ever figure out who it, who it was, I'd love to take him out to dinner and you know try and fix it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, well, luckily, hopefully, at least you won't have to go back to to Uber driving this off season or this uh, yeah. during this hiatus as you uh we'll work, maybe ramp up for the season. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so last question uh before I let you go cuz I've I've taken up a lot of your time, but um you know, what assuming you know the the team gets back on the field this year and and you know, you're in the majors, what what are some of your 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 personal goals? Obviously the team goals to is to win the World Series, but what are some of your personal goals for the 2020 season?
1: Um for me, it's to keep the key that walks down. Uh I've always prided myself on being a strike thrower. Um and I want them to, you know, earn, earn their chance to get on base. I don't want to put them on base for free and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I just, I just want to, you know, do well enough to get my chance, give myself another chance for next year. Um, yeah, just, you know, do well enough to, you know, maybe impress some people and, you know, just be able to keep going out there and play the game at the highest level. I mean, there's nothing better than doing that. Um, just be consistent with who I am and, Kind of re- replicate what it did last year, maybe, and just to see it go from there and see what happens.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I really appreciate you, uh, you coming on. And I know it's a, it's a really weird time, but um, I hope that you and, and your family are safe. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you out on the field soon. So, uh, thanks a lot, Randy. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate
0: it. Thanks for having me. All right, take care.